0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of One and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang, and you're listening to the TL podcast, where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. I am going to accept that my bottles are always the limit, where your bottles always around the 10, 15 bucks, <laughs> which are really, at the end, yeah, full, tells you exactly where shit. we are. <laughs> right? Now, this one here, yeah, COVID's affected uh, Kineton worse. A 2015, again, Barossa Valley, we talk about it. Five generation winemakers. Now, you said that your company was probably the oldest. I probably would believe it. These people started only in the 60s, 1860s. Well, right, but amateurs. there's a sixth generation now winemakers wow. coming out of that. Right? That's wonderful, and I'm not going to say too much in the wine, but Kitterton was actually originally one of the old names because great wines came from that area. Right, so let's have a taste of this and then you guys tell me. We now had our third bottles, the other two podcasts. smells like. shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we, we know, know, know trouble already. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Cheers.
1: Cheers, big dog. Cheers, boys.
0: Oh, it smells good. Here uh, oh, you go, boys. Hell. Here you go. Structure. Everything from the beginning to the end. Everything had structure. Disqualified D I S. It's no, listen. My wife gave me the four dollars ninety-nine. <laughs>
2: If we're going to start applying that, I'm going to bring... No, <laughs> no, no, no.
0: So, so, all right, listen. I looked at whatever they had. I didn't want to go back to the same brands, I, and I did my, some of my research, and I didn't want to go back to the wineries that we've already visited. And I thought, hey, we're drinking less now. We're doing this once every second week, so we might as well just try it and <laughs> enjoy it. So I said to Renick, you've got five bucks on you? And so I got the $5, therefore I only pay 50 it's what you pay. <laughs> okay,
2: so how much did the Leong family pay for this bottle of wine? Fifty
0: four dollars ninety nine. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very much. That's right.
2: So you disqualified. So you automatically, come no. Yeah, You've no. done a Stephen Bradbury. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I've done a Stephen Bradbury. I've tripped over it. I'm I don't know about you, oh. but everything's
1: <laughs> everything's equal in my house, mate. So if I buy a hundred dollar bottle, Crystal paid fifty, and I paid fifty. I'm and you safe. still drink all of it. Eh? Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. No, not prop. not. Not during the week anymore. How good
2: is this?
1: I wanted to talk that about. Sorry, have you
2: guys Pause you there for a second. You said not during the week anymore. You're not drinking during the week? Trying. <laughs> okay, so. There was, a pro- there was a
1: problem on Monday. Well, last week, so I didn't drink in Mon- Monday through to Friday.
2: For the whole week, you didn't drink? I didn't drink. How- can I ask, how did you feel? Were you, uh, were you, listen, I had you a sleep? fucking headache.
0: Listen, <laughs> I don't believe it because with camis, I didn't do it. Nobody saw me do it. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. I didn't drink. Can't prove it. Didn't
1: drink. Didn't drink. Felt like shit. So a Friday night, had a bottle of wine and felt amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night, drank three. Felt even better. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I was driving down here feeling very dusty. I felt
2: hungover. I'm like, you haven't had a drink for four days. That's your problem. So you your haven't birthday. had a drink... I know we're not in a competition because you wanted to go in a competition to be awake. But have you dropped some kegs? Because no. you, no, not yet. No, so it's you're... way too early. mate. So you've dropped white wine early. and picked up the hamburgers. Way What's too a... early. It's actually <laughs> giving me a headache.
1: No, um, <laughs> there was a slip up on Monday, but that was not <laughs> my oh. fault. The on, slip on up Sunday. went from Monday to Tuesday. No, 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 no. So, s- so Friday, Saturday, so Sunday? Sunday, Saturday night. Saturday night, the girls went out drinking and painting. They did that painting in Picasso. Yeah, Which we right? looked all awesome, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So they came back to my place and there was a few more red wines drank, but we cracked a bottle of award-winning Cab Sav, I think it was, 2016, okay. but they only had one glass out of it. And I'm staring at it on Monday going, if we don't drink this, it's going to go off. It's going to taste like one of Chris's out of his garage. Oh,
2: for fuck's sake. Seriously. So, I said,
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I said to my wife, I know this is going to sound suspect, but if we don't drink this red we wine tonight, it. it's going to go off. So we drank that, and I finished off the half a bottle of Chardonnay from the night before. That I <laughs> had a drink. oh, because if you're going to drink, your well drink. <laughs> so. This was a bit of a slipper. But one thing that happened over the weekend, I was going to talk. About, have you guys seen Unbroken?
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely great the movie. movie. Andrew, great Angelina movie. And Jolie movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Holy shit! So uh, true story. Yeah, Yeah, so I
1: saw it in in the movies years ago when it came out and then I watched it with my 13-year-old on Saturday night, that same night. Have you seen it? I think I have. The POW movie.
2: Um, It's the American athlete, he's a runner and he goes to war, gets captured by the Japanese and he has to do prisoner of war and many many years later, he comes back and meets his oppressors after many years. Yes, after yes, the I've, war. Seen yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. Amazing If, it, if movie. it didn't
1: go for two and a half hours, you'd throw that in front of the team and then go now. Tell me, door knocking's hard. You would. Yeah. So, so he was going. He went to the Olympics for the five thousand meters. <laughs> That's it. Then they went to war not long after. That's it. He got shot down over one of the oceans. The longest anyone had lived in the ocean was twenty three days. They lasted forty seven or something before the Japanese submarine came and got him. And then he went through all that torture and all that shit. He lived till he was 87, yep. that bugger. Louis, Louis, uh, I'm going to get Something his last right. name wrong. Louis un- un- Unbroken. <laughs> <laughs> unbroken Louis. And then he ran the Olympic torch at the Tokyo Olympics. He always wanted to run at the Tokyo Olympics. And, oh, mate, amazing story. Beautiful movie. Absolutely What's the beautiful line beautiful out of movie.
2: it, though? I don't remember. If
1: I can take it, I can make it. His yeah, brother yeah. always told him. Because he couldn't make the track team, and whenever he was in the POW camps or, or going through all that shit, it was if I can take it, I will make it, and he made it at the end. I think that's a there you go. inspiring lesson for everybody. That's my sentimental moment of the day. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'll leave on that's, that line.
2: You know, uh, I think it was for Victor Frankel who did a, a study on the people who survived prisoner <laughs> yep. yeah, survived Auschwitz and a lot of the other and people search for meaning, Ooh. and he said that those who had a uh, a meaning, a goal something at the end to look of it, something to, yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. Are the ones who survived the Absolutely. prisoner of war camp. Yeah,
1: this guy it seemed to be a hate for authority, so he copped it all when he was a kid. They told a bit of his story when he was yep. a kid, and he copped, He got bullied at school and all different sorts of things. And then the way they made it out to be was that any time someone told him what he had to do or tried to domineer him, that was him fired up. So yeah. he used a hate for authority or a resentment of authority. It's good that
0: we're talking about movies. Have you seen um, uh, the, the movies Equalizers? No. Equaliser, yeah. Equaliser, yeah. Equaliser one, equaliser I I was just thinking, you know. I'm
1: uh, only 38, mate, I don't know. With Denzel Washington,
0: yeah, he's done a few. And I was just thinking that Chris is now well-known with his garage because that's where all wines get equalised. (laughs)
2: Get (laughs) out!
0: Unbelievable! You're talking movies. I was just thinking about movies too. We got to my right one who flew over the cuckoo's nest and to my left when fucking uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. People are going to start wondering where is that special place where all wines get equalised, all wines go to the same level. All wines go to the same level That's there. where all wines oh, go to die. No. That's
1: where all wines
2: Barking go to now. die. I
0: thought you had something serious to say. I was going to bring up a really Listen, good movie that's coming you know? Out. Do you know, how many people, how many places do you think people remember spending Christmas Day <laughs> I'm serious, mate. Mate, there was a
1: day to remember. I remember it being... I remember it being at least 57 degrees, there was no breeze. You were fucking
2: red as a beetroot wearing a business shirt. I was
1: breaking out in hives, the wine came out at 64 degrees, somehow the wine was hotter than the sun.
2: That was bullshit. And
1: older than the sun.
2: That may be the case, but it wasn't hotter.
1: I remember pouring a glass of
2: Chardonnay that looked as brown as this table and none of us had touched it. Anyway, another good movie to watch. New Tom Hanks movie on Netflix. Uh, not forget. on Netflix, on Prime. Which one? Called Greyhound. Uh, Absolutely. He's the commander of a battleship during World War Two, yeah. escorting uh, troop carriers and cargo ships from America to England. And there's a part where the planes can't um, help them with the uh, U-boats, the German submarines. Um, and that part's called the, the pit or the black pit or something. And it's about him commanding like I think it was three or four battleships fighting these U-boats. Absolutely amazing. I'm st- glad it's movie. battleships
1: because when I saw him in a hat and it was called Greyhound, I thought it was going to be about a bus company. <laughs> 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 I did. I did. Everyone's raving about this Tom Hanks movie. I'm like, it's about butters. Uh, as far as
2: leadership goes, it, it shows his vulnerability. It shows he's uh, second-guessing himself but in private, it shows his um, ability to uh, push forward and give guidance to those who need it at the time.
1: He found a silver lining, right?
2: He found the silver <laughs> lining. It's <laughs> <His> ability <laughs> some of us very, have. very, very good. And I'll tell you, there's another Netflix series that I'm watching at the moment, which is another fantastic one for leadership. It's called Away. Away? It's, uh, it's Away. Away. And it's about the journey to Mars. Sounds like some bosses on <laughs> 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 they should be or are <laughs> Always are <laughs> So this is about uh, It's the first journey to land on Mars It's uh, captained by a, uh, a lady And there's people second guessing her ability and so forth Absolutely fantastic movie A uh, series, it's actually a series um, Really, really good series you got too much time to on your hands so son at night I'm trying to catch up on the block Oh, fuck the block <laughs> I'm over it Build it, renovate it, sell it, they no, make a million dollars worth it. Get Husey be. to come and buy one.
0: Husey. Yeah, well, we were talking about some of the movies, so I, I want to stay in the movie. I want no, the, One of the movies or two um, that have um, inspired me lately because we all know that uh, on Saturday, Ruth Ginsburg, the um, Chief Supreme Court of America, has died. And I was really inspired by the movie a petite woman who has conquered everything, destroyed every stigma or belief. She has created a paradigm shift on people. If you ever have the time, there's two movies that you need to watch. One is A Movie. It's called On the Basis of Sex. And the other one is RBG, which is a nickname she got from a rapper, Called B I G, the notorious one of the greats. B I G called was the her. Second one called B R B G, which is uh, the for, notorious for her name R-B-G. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Right, and it's about just a, a Jewish lady who lost her mother at the age of seventeen, who taught her a few things about life, but who's brought that and carried that into her entire life, and she fought discrimination for women. This woman here went to Harvard. After two years at Harvard, where her husband had to be moved, Harvard did not even want to let her go to Colombia, even though she said, I'm going to go over there and learn it. And then uh, you can say that I, I learned from you guys. They, they didn't want it. So she ended up graduating from Colombia so, because she wanted to be with her husband who had cancer and who, who could relapse at any point in time. So that tells you how sometimes large organizations are un- inflexible about the way they think about people. And then who went from there, being top of the class. In every single year that she's done, she topped the class. But when she graduated, no firm wanted her because it was not the right thing to do. Back in those days, to have a woman solicitors, a woman lawyer working for you. So she ended up being an associate professor. And for, I think I might be wrong, but for about 17 years, she went on being just a teacher, until she grabbed a case, right? And the rest is history. Please watch that because it will inspire you. If a petite woman can do this, we've got no excuse. It's
2: true,
1: I'm not even going to pretend to say I would know anything about it apart from what I've seen on social media. And her death got politicized quite a bit. There was yeah. people saying good riddance, and there was people saying national hero. Explain to me what's the what what was the controversy? What was the, the
0: controversy? Is that presidents are the people who nominate the chief of justice of the Supreme Court. There's nine of them in America right now. And so Donald Trump is about to score a third one. But Donald Trump in two months might be history. So the Democrats are saying, you can't choose when in less than 40 days we're having an election. election." And he's going, I'm sorry, if I can have now six Republican chief of justice versus three Democrats... It means that the history of America over the next many years are going to be just Republican-based, meaning there's going to be different ruling on abortion. There's going to be different meaning on men versus women, racial issues, and because most of these judges are elected for life. While he Not nomina- just for a term. Sorry. While he
2: nominates that judge, though, yep. it still needs to be passed. In by the-, the Senate. Yes.
0: And for the moment, the Senate is ruled by the Republicans, uh-huh. which means that whatever he nominates is likely to pass. Right. So that's moving forward and the, the controversy
1: moving forward. was there, was, there, was she a controversial figure... No, park. she's a Democrat. That's all.
0: Yeah, okay. that, That's what it yeah. is. And she's quite controversial. Out she's out there, there's all a bit of hate came out. Yeah, yes, so she's the, all about anti-gender discrimination.
2: Did she die all of a sudden or was she no, ill? No, no.
0: And, and this is also another thing. She's been taken ill with cancer for the last few years. And so even among the Democrats, they the Democrats were criticising her for not retiring while it was under Obama. But this woman is about, I will do the best I can do, I can until, do until my last breath. Yep. This, this is a woman who believes in her position so much and in what she could do, that she wants to be there. So she, she did what she thought was right. But the, uh, the biggest thing right now is I, I don't care. Whatever you do in life, if you don't have people going against you, it means you mean shit. If you meant something, there will always be people Opposition, who love you yeah. versus people who hate you. The more polarity, the more obviously you're going to be someone who is creating a wave. I must be doing a lot right with my life.
1: Because <laughs> there's a lot of resistance. and <laughs> always has been. Me too, because there's a lot of resistance to my wine. <laughs> no, take uh-huh. that as, yeah, careful what you I say I said we them. love
0: your wine collection. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone always goes ahead with it. But now that we have done the equaliser, do we have another section of your house next time we're there? <laughs> Is there anything
1: under Fuck our... Fuck off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I noticed there's a small win
1: for the people this week. It's probably the only tidbit of news I've got. Small oh, win for the people in these shitty COVID times. Well, as I've mentioned a couple of times, I was coaching my young fellas footy team this year. and Chris, your young black plays footy, so you would know that for the whole year... Uh, only one parent has been able to attend junior football matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: one parent. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. Legally, one parent. Legally, <laughs> one parent. Has only been allowed to. I have. was
2: just supervisor. Rita yeah. was the parent. I was just a supervisor.
1: Yeah, I got away with it because I was a coach, so the coach didn't count <laughs> as a parent. But they were going to keep those rules for the finals and the grand finals of junior rugby league. And I know... People might not care but to me it's a, it's a place dear to my heart. Some people go their entire lives without ever playing a grand final in any sport and in the very same week that they announced that they are increasing the capacity of NRL stadiums from 10,000 people to 40,000 people, they announced that they were keeping the rules in place that only one parent and the child would have to pick who could go and watch them play their grand finals and no siblings were allowed. And There was a mother from the Northern Beaches who started a change.org petition which ended up floating across my facebook and i i signed it and i shared it and a bunch of people got on board and i think we'll find tomorrow there'll be an announcement that they're changing the rules for junior sport finals and grand finals Is and yeah you know, it might seem like a minor thing but the fact that they were able to control it to a level where one parent could only go and watch their kids play sport when all the other shit is going on in the world. Yeah. I mean, we spoke before about the only people who haven't suffered during all of this are the politicians are the only people who haven't taken a pay cut, the only people who haven't been affected by the economy and all that yeah. stuff. And, I mean, hearts and minds and all that stuff. For kids' sport yeah. to be used as a political whatever it is, I mean, you got... It's all a money grab, just like it is in Queensland. They won't let people cross the border, but they'll let the AFL have their grand final. They're all that shit. Politics before life, we spoke about last time, and I think it's horrendous, and I thought it was horrendous, and I'm glad it hasn't come out yet that they've changed it, but it sounds like they are going to change it. and You know what they're going to change it to? You can have both parents, but you still can't have any siblings or whatever, which is still a fucking joke.
2: To To the politicians, I say this is... If you think the kids don't feel the change to these rules that you've put in, let me tell you, they know. Cool. They, 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 The kids really, really understand. My son's team come third in his comp, there's no semi-finals for them chance to get into the grand final because the, the comp was called short because of COVID, right? So first play second, third gets third and so forth and so forth. These kids know who's coming to see them, watch them play. Where last year's, we had family and friends coming to watch their play this year. That, you know, we're restricted to the kids, understand. So you really need to understand that you're making these decisions impacting kids who cannot vote for you.
1: Yeah, but we'll be able to. Nothing showcases or highlights the hypocrisy about what's going on through this whole thing. And it, yeah. it started with shut down restaurants but still letting people get off cruise ships. It's st- yeah, 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 it's of the same vein, you know. We're going to announce, big announcement, great news for New South Wales. More people can go to NRL games. By the way, only one parent can go and watch their kid yeah. play a grand final. Are you fucking kidding me?
2: Yeah. You know. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm on the same page with you, mate. Absolutely. I got sent, sent off sent our off.
1: last game, by the way, last Saturday. Coach got sent off the field. You did? Yeah, I did.
0: <laughs> what did you do? Kim. What did you do? Provo,
2: <laughs> <Brother. laughs> Mate. It's not, it's not a good role model, yeah?
0: No,
1: so, the, I mean, along with all the jokes that are in the world, the, one of the one of the things in junior sport at the moment is coaches aren't allowed to yell out from the sideline or participate in any way. I think I've mentioned before that even at drinks breaks they're not allowed over and come sit near me. I've got to sit on a bench by myself. Anyway, last game of the year we're playing Aaron or Eagles and these nine-year-old kids are running up and elbowing our boys in the throat, they're getting into tackles and punching them in the jaw and the ref doing absolutely nothing about it. So I've got – halftime comes. I've got four kids come off holding their throat. Isaac, my son's questioning whether he ever wants to play football ever again. I walk over to the ref who – you're not allowed to talk to the referees, but I walk over and say, listen, these guys are all over here crying. They're getting elbowed. They're getting punched. They're getting slapped in the face. She said – I said, do I need you to do something about it? She said, well, I can't do anything about it. And notice I'm saying she because I'm on a hiding to nothing here. There's probably 18- to 20-year-old girl refereeing this game. So I can't do it if I don't see it. And I'm like, well, open your eyes, you'll be able to see it. They're all crying, they're all bleeding. So anyway, five minutes after halftime, fight breaks out because one of our guys gets tackled and four blokes run in and punch him in the face. Ref doesn't do anything about it. The bloke who got tackled runs off the field. He's one of the toughest nine-year-olds I've ever seen in his life and a, and a nine-year-old fighter ups. So I walk onto the field and I point at the ref and I say, this is your fold, you need to sort it. Next minute, Ten. Officials, security guards, didn't swear, didn't yell, didn't do anything. Got dragged off to the side. You can't talk to the ref, you've got to go. And I said, you need to go over and talk to those 13, nine-year-olds who now don't want to play the game because you're saying it's okay that they got punched in the face, but it's not okay that I stuck up for them. Anyway, I kept going and I got escorted off the field. Go on, yeah, no, that's cool.
2: Off. And you know what, mate? I've seen it happen. Absolutely, I've seen it happen. A absolute joke, mate. And, and, and that is and, is. and I'll bring it back to the point. Who's the issue? In that thing, who's the issue?
1: Well, it's the kids that are – there's a, there's it's a whole the heap of issues. the coach of the other side.
2: Yeah, 100%. It's the coach of the other side. 100%. I see it in Sebastian's games. We play teams and you can see it in the coach. You can see it in the uh, trainers. It is the people that are training these kids that are yeah. saying that that's all right to do. So I sat
1: there I sat, and it was you know, it was happening and I walked over because I knew the coaches. I used to coach one of them. And I walked over I said, Johnny, mate, tell your kids to pull their heads in a bit. It's so the last game. He says, oh, yeah, yeah, and they're laughing about it. And at half time the kids come off crying. And I went over again. I said, are you going to tell your kids to stop? He goes, no, mate. He said, if your kids want to do it, just tell them to have at it. They're fucking nine. That was the response. They're, they're nine they're years nine of age. Year olds, Seriously,
2: f- people, if but you're then, listening to this and your kids are in fucking sport and that's what you're training your kids to do, just fucking don't get in the sport, But then all, that,
1: all that's happened out of it is that my kids and all the kids and all the parents have seen me get escorted off the field yeah, and then continue to get punched in the face and it'd be okay. So the, the political correctness, and the reason was you can't have a go at a ref, and I was on a hiding to nothing. Not only was it a ref, she was female. So I was, I was no chance. There was nothing going to come out of it. The only other option I had, and I wish I had now, was pull the kids off the field and forfeit the game. Because nine-year-olds shouldn't be getting decked. We had the NRL development officer on the field run over to me and go, you can't do it, mate, you can't do it. And I had to grab him and say, you go and tell those fucking kids. You're trying to grow this game. You're telling me I can't talk to the ref because you want people to participate in football. None of those kids are going to play again next year because you have fucked this up. Oh, mate, oh, you better just go. Absolute fucking joke. So So what have you
2: done about it moving forward?
1: Nothing. Nothing. This is the issue. Nothing. Ooh. No, there'll be, an e- there'll be an email sent. I'll tell you why. Said- I was waiting to see. You know, to be honest, I was hoping. I was hoping because you can get sighted, right? Yeah. So I was hoping I was going to have to front the board. Yeah, And enough. if I had to front the board, I was going to have a pedestal to stand on yeah, yeah. and absolutely shout them down yeah, yeah. and I will. So they haven't cited me. And it's probably because I, so I didn't abuse anybody, yeah. mate. It was the most peaceful demonstration you've well, ever I seen. I can
2: imagine, yeah. Coming from you, I can imagine. <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: said to my assistant coach, Mark, who's one of the other dads, I said, mate, if I thought anyone was going to get sent off this year, it was going to be you for sure because he's quite vocal. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh. But, yeah, I understand, mate. Mate, I didn't start playing footy until I was 10. And even then, I don't think we had our first fight till we were 14. So yeah. what's
0: the what's the silver lining in this?
1: Um... Well, now I know that.
0: What that's do you mean you don't see the silver lining in this? I didn't say that. No. no Wh- you know what, what are you talking about? You know There's always a silver lining in everything. <laughs> you know
1: what? The silver lining. So, what is,
0: is the silver lining? This? Now I know how bad it is. <laughs> now I know. No, that's not a silver lining. What is a silver lining? Silver lining is a something positive to something yeah. negative, correct? So, what is a silver the silver lining? The silver
1: lining is exactly the same as the silver lining that you're trying to crack a what joke about. What is the silver now lining? that I'm aware, no, I can do something about no, it. No, and no. that no. is a silver that's not lining. That's not silver lining. That is mate. just being
0: aware.
2: So, we're all aware.
0: Because <laughs> we've talked
1: about footing, he's got no idea. Be... Look,
0: you the
1: see? year
2: before, the year before, uh, so, la- so last year, Sebastian had a very similar um, incident with an, another team. Very dirty. Name
1: them, they're Grubs. <laughs> Aaron or Eagles, <laughs> you're Grubs. Name them. Uh, so Name
2: them. Anyway. <laughs> There was an official. There was an official complaint. It was Dundas, there. wasn't it? <laughs> no, there's an official complaint through. And this year they're playing a lot. Donsard. Yeah, they've they've cleaned up their act a lot better, which is good, and they, they should be. They're doing with sporting. gloves now because of COVID <laughs> and masks, their face masks. Unfortunately, to, I think you need to follow through. Unfortunately,
1: because on through. me, I will send an email, but I've already said to the kids, you know what happens, boys? We turn up next year and we remember who Aaron. That's it. Are. That's, and that's it. And unfortunately, yeah. I said to dads afterwards, I said, sorry, you had to see it. Sorry, I got walked off. Might not be the best role model. And all they said was thanks for having the kids back. Yeah.
2: They saw him man. Oh, Wendy they, they, Wilson,
1: mate. Crystal Crystal was standing beside my mum. She says, your mum was going to walk on the field and cancel the game. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm going, you can't do that when this is the same lady who dragged me off a tennis court for
2: throwing my rack. <laughs> did, I, did I share the, Did I share I had a phone call from your mum? Did I tell you, share you that? You story did.
1: Before? I told her yesterday that I didn't give him a good reference.
2: <laughs> she said, Why would you do that? I said, Because you burn a hotel room down. <laughs> your mum called me and just said, Oh, hi, I'm Wendy. Uh, I'm Cameron's mum. And all I said was, Oh, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> she loves me, my mum. Have you got any news
1: for us, mate? Or-
2: no, oh, no, no news. No real big news. I mean, I think i have shared it all. I'm a bit surprised what we've heard about Facebook. Their whistleblower from uh, behind the scenes have come out and said Facebook aren't doing enough, and they're actually picking the fights that they want to uh, they want to fight, and uh, just absolutely neglecting the ones that they uh, don't give a rat's ass about.
1: Yeah, like any political organization.
2: Yeah, well, exactly right. You know, um, it's put a new light to Facebook that I never thought was there, and uh, it's opened my eyes a bit. That uh, she was talking about elections that were happening. And you know, I could I could be wrong. Whether it was Honduras or somewhere, that um, this country's had paid for bots to be in there doing automatic likes and so forth to presidential candidates and the public, where they had a. Uh, correct me if the term's wrong. State controlled media is that right, or yeah, government yeah. control? State China, controlled media. state control. Yeah. The only areas where they would get true information were from Facebook or social media in general, and then these political parties were actually employing bots to falsify uh, sort of popularity. And Facebook did absolutely nothing about it. Uh, but when it comes to the Ameri- American um, presidency, yep. it was totally different. Wow. They've got in there and they've and, – and they're the Chinese as well. They've t- stepped in with the it Chinese. Can't be
1: surprised, though, right? And the thing that – the debate that will rage, and it has been raging about the censorship and all that stuff is Facebook, YouTube, Twitter – they are companies, so they're businesses. So we don't have a right to tell them what they can and can't put on their platforms or allow on their platforms, I don't think. As much as it sucks, I think the bigger problem is people aren't aware and I think the information they're getting is unbiased. And that's where – and we've, we've harped on about that many, 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 many times. You need to understand that none of the information you are getting is unbiased, none. So get as much of it as you can and try and make your own headway. It's not, a, sh- thinking. It's not, a, sh- it's not a shock Absolutely, that mate. they're interfering in elections. It's a shock that people think that they're not interfering in elections. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? Ken, they're, yeah. they're, and, and no one has a right to go Twitter should allow this or YouTube should allow this or this. The simple thing is they're a business. If you don't like their business practices, you don't use them but you don't. they, they don't have to listen to you. All right, if eventually they lose enough money, they will listen to you. Facebook, there is a money-making machine. Yeah. Right? So the idiot who told us not to invest in their shares when they were $40, I hate to this day because they're now fucking $4 million, <laughs> right? But they're a money-making machine. Yeah. So I think the debate is now should the government be able to overtake or take over these got to, and they and to intr- because they are a uh, – I'll use the word integral really loosely here, but they are an integral part of our society now in the fact that everyone has it, everyone listens to it, and it has the ability to influence public thought. Right. Right? Governments so, want to
2: legislate how they can report. Yeah, right. absolutely.
1: So should the, that's the debate now because in, in all the interests of freedom of speech, no one can tell me what my company business can or can't do. Right? Wisemery can. If they don't like what I'm doing, I'm no longer part of the franchise. That's the trade-off. We can't go, oh, Facebook should be unbiased and this and that. Fuck off. Mark Zuckerberg owns it. He's got his own beliefs. He Absolutely. wants those beliefs yep. portrayed. Who are we to fucking tell him? We don't have to agree with it. Just be smart enough to know that that fucking Facebook post you're looking at may not be legit. So who rules the world? The politician or
2: Mark? Information. Business rules the world. Information. Well, whatever it is, information. Business. Business, no. Yeah. Business, don't. No. Well, Facebook's a
0: business, mate. Yeah, I understand. is a business. But what is the commodity of Facebook? Information. Yeah, data. It's you. Yeah. You are. A lot of people have been if thinking it's the company. If you can't see the a product, you are the product, yeah. A lot of people think they make money from company, correct? This, this is the amazing thing about Facebook and social media. They make it maybe the money from companies, but the product is people. Yeah. That's an amazing thing. So this is for the first time in your life, you're not selling a product in order to make money like a lot of companies have been doing over the last 100 or 200 years. Now you're providing the product to businesses that are paying for data on your product. Mm. Wow.
1: There's a, there's a um, and I haven't watched it. Well, I think we all need to watch it maybe Netflix? talk about next week, The Social Dilemma. Yeah, yeah. And one of the lines out of it apparently is if you can't see the product, you are the product. And that's what... There you go. And that's how one I of I am
0: not the product.
1: You're you on Facebook. I You're am the, the product, silver right? lining. Uh, <laughs> mate. <laughs> you can carry yeah, on you all you it, want. You see shining yeah. off the top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to pick a fight over there. You should have seen what happened at the Woi Woi Under Nines, mate. You be, careful, <laughs> you, be careful you pick I, fights. I, I,
0: I'm, very, I'm very happy I wasn't around because <laughs> I am very emotional kind of guy. I probably would have kicked the shit out of the... Uh, Anyone who stopped me, if I was on that field, but that, but that's me. That's how I am. That's why I do not attend those kind of things because, if I see injustice, I truly believe that I need to be there to render or to bring back justice. You can't hit nine-year-old kids, so no, I've it's
2: heard. not the kids. But I
1: can <laughs> hit anyone who's going to stop no, me. No, all well, the parents and the coach.
2: I'd you know, yeah. as a father, my, 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 Sebastian's, a Sebastian's been playing football now since he was eight or nine, and he loves it. The kids got. That much passion, it's unbelievable. But so many times you'll come out from a game and the ref is this or the other side was that and it's hard as a parent not to say, yeah, you're right, I saw the game or whatever. It, we have to catch ourselves and help teach our kids a lesson from that game, whether it's learning resilience or self-reflection on how they respond to things.
1: It's called the squirrel grip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like... Parents at kids' sport, generally, like I think there's that many people living vicariously
2: through their kids. You're right, you're right, Kim. I, I'm it, in the sidelines. Let's go, Seb. Get in there, Seb. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm a shocker. And, it, it's, and no, you know what I love no, it? that's loving, not the thing. I love it the fact that I can actually go watch now because it's 14-year-old footy. It's on a Sunday. So I can actually go watch it. It's fantastic. That's not I, the problem,
1: mate. Cheering your kid on is not the problem. Yeah. The problem is, again, back to the weekend, one of those kids run over while one of our kids on the ground has dropped his knees onto their head. The kid gets up, smiles at his parents who are going. Now, I walk over there and go, why don't you run at me? To the parents. Did you do that? I told the coaches. I said, if you want to run at me, you can run at me. I said, leave the kids out of it. And that was.
0: Yeah, uh, listen, mate. Because I, I, I can't.
1: I'm way too emotional. I shouldn't be. I can't be coaching kids. No, no, no. no. Way too emo-
0: Maybe you should be a coach, but that stays away. Right? He's been at my place last weekend. He watched his son get demolished by my daughters. Right? But, but which I have to say, my daughters play tennis for a few years. 12 year now. old's picking on right? a nine year old just and of say. And, and his son is there. But I'm sitting I said nothing. All I'm hearing is, ah, oh, yeah, girls, yeah, kick, yeah, take advantage of a nine year old when you. Saw. And I'm thinking, <laughs> how can you as a father say that? Because <laughs> do you hear the two things? You destroyed the 12 year old playing her best, and you concocting artificial sense of belief or confidence into your nine-year-old. Just let your nine-year-old cop the lesson. That, Resilience. That's, otherwise, get him not to play. He did a bloody good job. But why does he have to have the belief unless dad is around being the Superman cape on my back? I am not going to be able to do it. So I'm Are you sorry. Going to tell the whole story. Or How many beers? No, no we I up? saw the whole. No, no, no. I saw the whole story. I said nothing. I stood up and I left because I thought, no, I teach my kids the same thing. Were your kids sweat in training so you don't have to bleed yeah. in combat? Right. That's a lesson I got from Robert Machinko in his book, The Rogue Warrior. Thomas, and I think that that's what we need to be doing. Were your kids? So you imagine Isaac him as a Sorry?
1: were they beating Isaac quietly, or were they rubbing it into him every time he missed the No, they the didn't. They did no. not <laughs> rub it in. They did
0: not rub it in <laughs> because <laughs> the banter. I, I, no, I stood <laughs> and, up for him when the I banter see, started. But I see. I saw that day. I saw that day. A nine-year-old being a tool to a thirty-eight-year-old trying to convince twelve-year-olds how to be. And I'm thinking,
1: that's not right. That right is there. wrong. That's not right. So,
0: there. the silver lining. Oh, I'm gonna fight. We're gonna go. The silver lining no, is very no
1: simple.
0: You're gonna go. I saw twelve-year-olds
1: bullying a nine-year-old, and I stood up for the nine-year-old. I year have old. never I seen. Saw. I did not no. see that. <laughs> yeah, his eyes
0: were closed. I did, I did not see that. I was. Were sitting your ears closed as well? I did not see yeah, that. Righto, no, righto. So righto. I think in the end, <laughs> the silver lining is this: we always tend to defend that is closest to us. The same way that I mean, I'm Vietnamese-born but I'm Belgian-educated, okay? So I get on with French-speaking people or Europeans more or better than I get on with Vietnamese because that's my way. So if I went to see a match between, let's say, Germany and Australia, my heart wants to go for Australia. I live here. But if Australia played Belgium, even though I've lived here, right, more than 30 years, somehow I will always find a way to support Belgium.
2: But yeah. they don't play any sport well, so you're fine. Soccer, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, we kick... Listen. you fucking got amazing beers. They can make chocolate and beer. Amazing beer. Oh. <laughs> so, so, what they it is... They don't make very good What meats. it is, is, is we are biased. We are biased, mate. We are biased to recognise things that are close to us. Just like you will always give 10 out of 10 to equalise wine. Where... where we are going to be more impartial than you. (laughs) And just like Cameron will always defend his team. I hope that one of these days we're going to have people who are going to have that ability to just switch on the impartial button and see things for what it is. Not worse than it is, nor better than it is. Just for what it is. Fuck you. (laughs) Boys, my wine won. Mine comes second. And he lost again. Thanks very much, boys. (laughs) Have a great week. Love you all. See you, boys.